This Bible teaching comes to you from the Apostolic Church All Nations Centre in Kennington, London. Here now is Pastor Abraham Saki with the Word of God. Lord, I pray that this shall be a very hallowed time. Let it be a hallowed time, Lord, I pray. Help me, Lord, what I've got to say to your people. Let your presence be here with us. In the name of Jesus. Let me, let me do what you call, um, let me care for you. How are you? Are you well? Just, if you're well, just say I'm well. Tell the person next to you I'm well. And if you're not well, please don't say you're well. Oh. Okay. Okay. I'm going to speak on the subject and the, the subject for the month of uh, April has changed slightly. The same vein, but um, there's a slight twist to it. Practical, everyday ownership matters. Practical, everyday ownership matters. That's what we're treating in the month of April. So I, I learned a word the other day, a phrase. It's a lector, lector emptor. You know of caveat emptor, buyer beware. Lector emptor means let the reader be where. And so for those of you who know really, you hear me, that's where we are, of course, you can read it. Let me straight away go to scripture. This is, I'm, as far as I can, I will allow scripture to speak without me giving you my interpretation. But I trust that when you get home, you will read it. I would have to jump over things because there's quite a fair bit I need to say. So let's go to John. The Gospel of John chapter 10, 11 to 14. This is, Jesus, this is Jesus declaring, I am the good shepherd. Listen, Jesus is speaking, so I'm going to speak it loud, not shouting. I can see Jesus. I am the, no, he wouldn't speak like that. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The harling flees because he is a harling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I'm known by my own. If that does not concentrate the mind of a leader in this place, nothing else will. After I prepared my sermon, I said to myself, I'm sorry, you have not stated your objectives. Listen, if you listen to the scriptures, I pray, the objectives are in there. If you want it to say to you, we are calling. God is calling people to move away from the, I think there was a phrase I was used, I forgot. But uh, I wouldn't use the phrase. It's not, but bring us to a place of being serious-minded. Us. Every one of us. So my second scripture says, is from Luke 16, 10 to 12. He who is faithful in what is least, is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least, is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit your trust the true riches? <laughs> and if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? We were discussing this at home, I think, myself and my, my, my twins, and, and, and they said, it sounds like this, person, this statement was made by an African. <laughs> Most probably a Nigerian or a Ghanaian. Only they would talk like that. 
And if you have not been faithful in what's another man's, who will give you what is yours? I mean, what else can we put it? Some of you don't like that talk. Whether you like it or not, the master said it. I think that we have come to a place of uh, twisting everything. Oh, they are millennials and they are this. They are nothing. It is, it is the label you put on them. Come on. Let's get serious. Give them a dose of the gospel and the millennialism would, would flee. Yeah, the gospel. Oh, please, let me, let me not get there. But I like the statement. If you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is yours? I think that when Christ was speaking, he was assuming that he was speaking with people who have a, a concept of shame. Have you heard this phrase, you have, no, you have no sense of shame? If you know what shame is, yeah, if you really do, when someone gives you a property, you take good care of it, and then you return it. Pastor, what? So what? He's broken. You what? Back in the days, 20, 20 years, 20, no, 30 years ago, and maybe 35 years, I used to buy books and give it out. And you give the book to them, and the book doesn't come back. Where is the book? Oh, I, I loaned it to my friend. Hang on a second. I gave you my book. The book is not yours. You have no right to give it to somebody else. But they don't care. Let's move on quickly. So, you see, Christ compares things that happen in the natural to things that happen in the spiritual. He talks of the true riches. True riches are not what I own. It's what I live for the kingdom. Let me move on quickly. Let's go to slide four. So, ideology or philosophy of life. An ideology is a set of opinions or beliefs of a group or an individual. Very often, ideology refers to a set of political beliefs or a set of ideas that characterize a particular culture. It's a culture. Philosophy is a theory of attitude that acts as a guiding principle for behavior. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's your philosophy of life? We had a, a manager quite recently. I don't know what was a, a, a spare. He said, my philosophy, my philosophy. And uh, when you come to, uh, to a team, you don't come with your philosophy. Just, just make them play the football and get on with it. Let your ideology and your philosophy be that of the owner. Exude the attributes of the true owner. And that word exude, you will hear a few times. Exude it profusely. Let it manifest. Let it show. You see, when we talk of the subject, when we talk of the subject of uh, ownership, the whole world system is based on ownership. The whole world system is based, is based on ownership. Let me run through. Have you, have, you, have you heard of communism? Hello, speak to me now. Have you heard of capitalism? Some of you are the worst capitalists in the whole earth. The Ghanaian will call you a kalabuli man. You want to make quick money. Socialism, Marxism. The whole world system is based on ownership. That's why we have these ideologies. And so when we come to church and we speak on the subject of ownership, we're trying to concentrate the mind. This is not a flight of fancy, a whim. But something that must characterize our lives. I wish that somebody had preached to me this subject of ownership. The God kind of ownership begins with owning God first. You say, well, how can I own God? You would understand the moment. In simple terms, to own God is to acknowledge him before men. Matthew 10, 33, 35 says, Every man who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whosoever disowns me before men, I will also disown before my Father who is in heaven. If these, if these words came from my mouth over here, hey, 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 pastor, you are cursing the people. You are cursing. No. 
Christ said, you disown me before men. I will disown you before my father. It's a matter of ownership. So what is ownership? What's my understanding? Actually, let me read something to you first before I forget. Yeah? Ownership for me, is a, it, it, is, it is a mindset. I just want to run a few things by you. Please, just, just hang on. Don't go anywhere. So, ownership is a mentality. You won't find it over there. Ownership is a mentality. It's a way of thinking. It's an outlook, your outlook to life. It's a psyche. It's an ethos. The principle by which you operate. It's an ideology. It's a mindset. It's a worldview. It's your thinking. <coughs> Somebody walks into a church. They walk in. There's people on the floor. There's a mess. They walk past it. Yeah, they walk past it. Practical every day. Somebody else comes. They walk in. Oh, they begin to pick it up. Two different set of people. And that's the kind of thing we don't want to hear. Practical. Every day. You go to the kitchen. Let's, let's come to your home now. And the plates are all in the sink. You say, what has this got to do? It, it, it's that which controls your mind. Oh, my wife will do it. Hang on a second. Sorry. <laughs> What's happened to your two pair of hands? Some of you men are saying, hey, let's, let's stone this crew. But never mind. The other way around. So when I say to you, listen, it's a mindset. And particularly for the leader. A leader leads from the front. Man, some of you are going to get upset, but please feel free to get upset. But if you're going to hit me, tell me, I'm going to throw a punch so I can duck. Yeah? I wonder, Pastor Bob, I was thinking, sitting over there, can you imagine if, if we live, Jesus Christ would have been crucified virtually, you know? A virtual crucifixion. I'll join you online. Abraham Saki, move away from there. That's not what you're here for. When we speak of the mindset, we speak of it, uh, being an owner, it's a mindset. It's what I call a disposition. It's your disposition to life. How do you operate? How are you wired? What makes you tick? Come on. A person's inherent qualities of mind and character. I'm reading from the online now. A disposition is a person's inherent qualities of mind and it is character. Or as the was, it's character. It's your character. What's your mindset? What's your disposition? What makes you who you are? So you are at home with children and you look at the children and they are all different. My wife says to me, I need to go and apologize to my son because he got all those bad qualities from me. So I must go and apologize. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just being a troublemaker at home in, in, a, pleasant, in a pleasant way. Unfortunately, well, no, fortunately, he took the Ghanaian side of the family. Praise God for that. Amen. So, let's move on very, very quickly. So, to own is to accept. To own is to accept. Where did I read this? Forgot it now. It's just gone. A man says to his wife, I'd rather die than own you as a wife in public. Yep, no, listen, it's, 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 it's not, it's, 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 I think it's mayor, the mayor of Casterbridge, not Salas Manor, the mayor of Casterbridge. I'd rather die than own you as a wife in public. That is wickedness most extreme. 
So to own is to identify and to embrace, to collaborate. One of Pastor Edwin's big words, collaborate. He, like, he likes to roll his tongue around it. To collaborate. Sorry, sir. Is to go beyond mere sentiments and platitudes. I am being serious. Beyond platitudes. This is ownership. If the whole world operated on the pure principles of ownership, we will not be where we are. If the church leader operated on that, if the government did, if the wife did, if the children at home did, please don't tell me I'm shouting. We're missing something. Be an owner. Actually, be the owner. In whatever position you find yourself, be the owner. It's to put your shoulders to the plow. Put your shoulders to the plow. My father would say, come on now, you lazy boy. Get on with it. Seek the welfare of others. I like that. You know, Nehemiah went back to Jerusalem and then Sambalat, Tobiah, the unholy triangulation, the unholy trinity, they, they were angry. Why were they angry? Because a man had come to seek the welfare of Jerusalem. Let's drive them crackers. Let's drive them crackers by seeking somebody. Why did you drive the devil crackers by seeking somebody's welfare? He would get very angry. He might throw a punch, but your God can throw a bigger punch than him. To own is to stand and be counted. Stand up and be counted. I won't say to you, say to the person next to you, you might, might get angry, but I must stand up. You who have just taken the right hand of fellowship, why have you done that? You must stand up and be counted. Fellowship. Anyway, I won't go there. I promise myself I'm going to go there. Ownership is nothing new. Let me run something through quickly with you. If I don't finish this, there's another time. I'm on slide nine. This whole, let me, let, me, let me calm myself. This whole concept of ownership is nothing new. When God brought Eve to Adam, Adam looked at Eve and he said, she was, they say, I wasn't there. They said, she was very pretty. Adam declared, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. There is nothing more than being accepted. Nothing more than being accepted. Oh, but she was fresh. She was new. She didn't have any bulging business. But, but hey, this is now. I, oh, Adam, I really love you. Thank you for that. We've preached this before. If a man sees his wife and says to his wife, you are bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. He's like, oh, baby mama. Come on. I'm not, I'm not making fun of anybody, please. I am not. This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called Eve. When you own, then perhaps you have a right to name. When God came to Cain and said, Cain, where is your brother Abel? Ay, 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 I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? What a wicked so-and-so. Let's say, my friend, if I've been before, when God said, where is your brother? And I said, where is your sister? Where is, where, 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 where is she? I don't know. God said, hey, Cain, there is something. You were supposed to own the interest of your brother. Abraham, not Abraham, but Abraham said, even Abraham said a lot, let there be no animosity between us. Why? Because we are family. I like that word family. We are brethren. We are kinsmen. I like this whole kinsman concept. We are kinsmen. And kinsmen look after each other. You don't stab them in the back. We're talking the concept of ownership.
Love your neighbor as yourself. The Shema Israel. And Christ picks it up and he says, and the second is like that. Let me announce to you in this place that you are supposed to own the welfare. Not the word welfare. Let me explain this because my time is already gone. Because I, Listen, when we talk about the concept of ownership, it's not a possession as you put in your bucket. Now, this is mine. Yeah, I own it. We're talking about the concept of ownership. Don't come and say, Pastor Saki, I, I want to own it. No, you cannot own this one. Go and buy your own. Thank you very much. What you are supposed to own is my welfare. So if you see this thing lying somewhere, and you open it, and you see my family picture, oh, it must be, it must be from Abraham Saki. You keep it for me. You put it in the room and keep it for me. Oh, never mind. You walk away. Practical, everyday ownership matters. Am I being too serious for you? Maybe I should be trying to be even more. This is where we learn. Let me say this to you. We try to teach. And then I said, we try to teach. And they say, I said, we. You go to places and you see the people that you want, you lead, and they are convening meetings and say, Lord, I give you praise. Thank you that our, our teachings are what we Pastor Mark, aren't you glad when you go to places? And you, oh, Lord, thank you. I hear some of you preach. I'm not saying that we did it at all work. But we say, thank you. Let each of you not look only on his own interests. To the interests of others. Let me say this. There are five of you in the family. Let's, let's, let's suppose that you eat kinky for the sake of argument, yeah? Five of you, you got normal appetite, so pass how many, three balls of kinky each? That is too much, no, just one, or even half. Five of you, there are 15. Logically speaking, how many should each one have? Don't take off your calculators. Three, thank you. Some of you get your calculators. And then you come and you take five. If you take five, how many? Is the rest gonna, are the rest gonna take? No, you can't behave like that. I know one who, the food has been cooked. <laughs> what did they say over there? <laughs> what has that got to do with you? <laughs> Let them decide that they don't want much and then give it to you, Agba man, please, wait, wait. Don't, oh, my wife, oh, she, she's a nice woman. Cut out that foolishness, please. Don't touch it until she's offered it to you, it's not yours. Before you know, they shout, ole, 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 ole. <laughs> but seriously speak, my friends, I haven't even gone half of what I want to say. We must come to that place of other people's interests. Where do I cut off? Where do I go from here? We'll come to this later. Let me share something else with you. We're talking of ownership matters. For those of you who are online, how do you display your ownership? Let's go to slide 12, please. This is a, this, this is a scripture I used to hear when I was much, when I came new in the faith. You don't hear it talk so about it anymore. Matthew 9, 12 from the Amplification. For there are eunuchs who have been born that way from their mother's womb, making them incapable of consummating a marriage. That's what it means. And there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by men for royal service. That's what, the, that's what the, queens, the kings used to do. If, you, if, if a, a man is going to take care of your, of your wife for you, 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 you must collect him so that he doesn't get excited. That's all it means. It's useless. Nothing else. Nothing to do with any, 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 any choice one makes in life. And there are eunuchs who, are, who have made themselves 
So, for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. And my friends used to quote it. They said, I'm a eunuch for the sake. That was when he didn't get any woman to marry him. But once he got a, a, a woman to marry him, then he no longer was a eunuch. My question to you is, will you become a woman for the sake of the kingdom? So, let me turn it around. This is quoting uh, Shakespeare 12, 9. He said, what's he got to do? Listen. He says, do not be afraid of greatness. Some are born great. Some achieve greatness. And some have greatness thrust upon them. How does this work in you? Do not be afraid of ownership. Do not be afraid to be an owner. Some are born with the mindset of the owner. Some achieve the mindset of the owner. And some have the mindset of the owner thrust upon them. Destiny calls. And when destiny calls, we must answer. That is why some of you, perhaps God, for, God perhaps the father died quite early. Or somebody died. And you rise up at age 12, you are looking over your, you're looking after your siblings. Some of you understand that? Now that is what is called being the owner. The lazy coyote will say, oh, oh, Mugbeo, and then Otilo, he's gone. Ownership. I'm having to cut out a few things of this, but I'll come back to this later. John Wesley wrote and said, this is slide 16, it says, I look upon the whole world as my parish. That's why I mean that in whatever part of it I am, I, am, I judge it right, a miss right, and my bounding duty to declare unto all of all that are willing to hear the glad tidings of salvation. You must read this in context. The Anglican church in those days, the way they operated, you cannot go and preach in another man's parish. If you go there, you must ask permission. But then the Wesleys had been, they said they were thrown out, the Anglican church, they didn't throw them out, and all that and all that. And then uh, George Whitfield began to preach outdoors. And he called John and said, why don't you join me? John said, oh, no, I make myself vile. Can you imagine if you preach outside, you were making yourself vile until the whole thing sunk into his psyche and said, no, it's my duty to declare the gospel wherever God leads me. That's why I said, I make the world my parish. Let me close with this. I will come back with some of this in the time. Go to slide 17. I call it possible hymn, possible hymn of the owner. A charge to keep I have, a God to glorify, and never dying soul to savor, and fit it for the sky, to serve the present age, my calling to fulfill, or made all my powers engage to do my master's will. You should be able to recite this without looking up there. Army to just care, as in thy sight to leave, and all thy servant Lord prepare. A strict account. Help me to watch and pray. And on thyself rely. I should if I my trust betray. I should forever. That is what gripped the Wesleys. They were owners. Let me say again. Ownership is not about possession. You take it's yours. Own your wife. Doesn't mean that she's your personal property. It means that her interests. How are you doing, darling? I'm not feeling well. Oh, what is wrong? And you begin to ask questions. But of course, things are not good at home. So you ask questions, what's it got to do? You want to kill me now? And all that kind of thing. 
Brothers and sisters, God is calling us to this whole concept. of It's a mindset. It's a disposition. It's an outlook to life. It's character. When you bring up your children, bring them up with a character. Why did you do that? Oh, because it belongs to my sister. I tell you something. I must be careful because this is go. Let me explain something to you. Can you imagine? You've been giving. Sorry, you guys, just, just wait. I'm coming here. Yeah? <laughs> Two trousers to iron. You're not sure. But back in those days, we used co-port. They say identical. One belongs to me, the other belongs to you. And the person wasn't sure whether this one, the thing will bend this one first. So who, can you imagine which one you iron first? Yeah. Iron the other one first. And, oh, now that's wickedness. You're laughing, but you do that. It's happened. I don't know where this tape is going to go, so I'm going to say it to them. Let me challenge you now. Let me challenge you. Let's go to the very last slide, slide 22. Actually, 21, 22. I'm not ashamed to own my Lord. I am not ashamed to own my Lord or to defend his cause, maintain the honor of his word, the glory of his cross. Jesus, my God, I know his name. His name is all my trust. Nor will he put my soul to shame, nor let my hope be lost. Verse 4 says, then will he own my worthless name. Then will he own, he will own. When the name is mentioned, Abraham Saki, he says, I know him. Unto him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of, of his father with exceeding joy. To God our father who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, power and dominion. That's what it means to be the owner. So let me challenge you brothers and sisters. Be clothed with the mindset of the owner. Be palpably present and visible. Wear the perfume and let the very aroma of the owner emanate from you. Sometimes when I go walking, I pass some people, I have to hold my breath because the perfume is too strong for me. Good perfumes are supposed to be very subtle. But when you pass them, as a child, this thing's going to choke me. Please. And strange enough, men and women, I tell hang on a second. Walk the walk and talk the talk of the owner. Leave no one in doubt. Look and sound the part. To ensure you are fresh in your role as the owner, please read and obey the Bible, the owner's manual daily. You can tell that I've cut out quite a fair bit from this. Mercifully, the webmaster will put all of these things onto our website. Would you stand with me, please? Help me to watch and pray. And on thyself rely. Assured if I my trust betray, I shall forever. A charge to keep I have, a God to glorify, and never die so to save and to fit it for the sky. Will you be the owner? Will you be the owner of Kennington? I'm not talking about the monies of Kennedy behind your care, but the welfare and the interest. The owner wakes up and prays. Can I say that again? The owner wakes up and he or she prays. They don't ask, who is preaching today? If it's your relative, then you pray. Come on. As soon as the thing is finished, look at the one who is going to clap first. It's their relative, so they clap first. I thought we, we stopped from that cuckoo for, for football ages ago. Talk about football. You know, some people, they own a football match. Some of you who were, who were children once, 
He, he owns a football match. The match is being played and his team is losing. He picks the ball, puts it under his armpit, and he walks away. No. Help me to watch and pray. Why don't you close your eyes and speak to God for a moment? We're going to close this meeting. Practical, everyday matters. I want to be the owner. Choose the mindset of the owner. Choose the mindset of the owner, my friend. Let that thing that says, me, mine, and I go. I will own your interest. When you see your neighbor's, your neighbor's uh, a donkey or a cow fall into a ditch, go fetch it. Help us, Lord, we pray. May Kennington, this fellowship which you've placed us, be made up of men and women who are owners. May spouses be owners of each other's interests. May parents own the welfare of their children. That is why you spend money for your child to, 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 to have that extra, extra curricular lessons. Oh, that's why you buy him or her spare, you buy them some shoes, clothing, instead of using it on a useless party. You show up and everyone looks at you and says, what is this? Help us. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. You just listened to Pastor Abraham Sake of the Apostolic Church All Nation Center in Kennington, London. Our address is 13 Tyres Terrace, Lambeth, London, SE11 5LZ. Call us on 020-7820-9917. Find us on the web at www.apostolic-anc.org. The All Nation Center, reaching out into the community in practical and caring ways.